0: 5021 David, we got a fender down and two GSWs to the chest. I need you to meet us at Molly's <laughs> for the most powerful podcast on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by name of Leroy's Hawkins, and if you're not listening, you obviously ain't learning. Copy that. <laughs> you're
1: standing next to you, you them. And to me, there's nothing more important. That's gonna be all sunshine and roses.
0: It's gonna be out, right? Hey Shy hearts. happy Friday. Welcome to episode 226 of Meet us at Molly's. Today we're going back in the vault, just as we always do over hiatus. Uh, we're going back to season two of Chicago PD. So like 2015-ish. 2014.
1: I looked it up today. It's 2014. God.
0: So long, I can't believe it's like eight years ago. Holy crap.
1: Mm-hmm. We're
0: covering episode 206. This is called Prison Ball. So this is the one when Rusewater goes undercover at the prison.
1: It's good. It's such a good one. I love this episode. There's there a lot made, of things it, in there. There's a lot of things. And it just it made me miss the early days. Like I love season two, season three. Like I, I love those seasons of PD. So I I I love this one. Yeah, it's really good really, really good. And everybody, they're all such babies, like teeny little babies. Oh my God. Especially, I mean, Adam and Kevin, especially, I just look at them and I'm just like, oh my God. I know. Literal babies. Literal babies. So funny.
0: All right. So we always start with the news. There really isn't news. The only thing that's like noteworthy, not even newsworthy. So uh, we're obviously we record Thursday You're listening Friday, on Thursday CBS rolled out their start dates for the new seasons in the fall you're probably like dude you do know that the franchise is on NBC right why are you talking CBS well because the FBI's have a start date of September 20th and I think based off that it's probably safe to guess that we're either going to be on the 21st or the 28th of September
1: well and ABC starts up that week ish too because I think the rookies is whatever the Sunday after the 20th is I don't Mm -hmm. know Math off the top of my head, but like, yeah, so I, I assume it's going to be the 21st, it'll probably be September 21st. So just um, like tentatively mark your calendar. Well, and there was now that I'm thinking about it that Instagram comment where someone had asked um Lulo about when they were going to start filming, and I think the date is July 19th, mm-hmm. is when they start filming. Yep, so basically about a month from now, so that would make sense like two months after they start filming, that would make sense,
0: yeah. So, okay. I'm doing a little math here. So if we started on the 21st, that means the week of my wedding would be episode four. So we're probably not getting a hiatus that week. No. (laughs) (laughs) was worth the shot? It's fine. We'll figure it out. We will totally figure it out. When, um, when I record by myself, it'll be fine. You're not recording by yourself. There's no way like we could just do it Thursday during the day. I'm not going to be working. I know, but our anyway yes no I will I will make time to record like we're not planning shit I have to record with Bryna we have to we have an episode to get out
1: it's like oh yeah by the way my rehearsal dinner's tonight just kidding I'm gonna record a podcast first
0: no we can just do it during the day like when when Bryna was at my house for all of 15 minutes back at like the beginning of June uh we we had mentioned that about recording the week of my wedding and my mom of course was there and she was like there's no way you guys can't do that the week of the wedding and both of us were just like watch us I can for sure I don't know about you but
1: I will at least be on an episode for sure
0: I can we were we are making this happen I
1: mean it's it's us this is how we roll like I mean hysterical though it's It's like oh yeah by the way we're going to rehearsal dinner in an hour but like wedding I mean let's talk let's talk fire like let's talk fire we're missing we're missing the bride
0: and a bridesmaid oh yeah they're finishing recording the podcast they'll be right in (laughs) we're doing it i'm determined so yeah it's happening don't worry you'll hear from us the week of my wedding you will and we'll probably be together we better be together i would assume we would be god no covid busting up the party this time yeah Jeez. um oh by the way um amy my maid of one of my maids of honor she looked up the place where we want to do my bachelorette which i've told you about it right hmm it looks so cool I gotta forward you the like the thing from their website that she sent me but I took a look at it the other day and I was like this actually seems like really fun really really fun so, I'm excited yeah that's gonna be a good time gonna be a good time so anyway we digress welcome to wedding talk at Molly's um yeah so that's only a little bit of news it'll probably be September 21st we don't know anything concrete but probably yes
1: i mean i feel like though everyone has rolled out dates now except for nbc so i feel like we gotta know something soon right relatively soon yeah hopefully because nbc's the last network so
0: yeah why are they taking their sweet time why they gotta be last i don't know i know did you see the pictures from the monte carlo tv festival this week i did I did. I did. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the, you know, every summer how that there's a festival in in Monaco and, you know, all the shows go and it's all bougie. I remember like years and years, years ago, I think, um, PD had sent like Patty, Marina and Jesse, and we got that like absolutely stunning picture of like Marina in like a ball gown or something just looking absolutely flawless. This is that festival. But, uh, the 2022 edition they sent for, for, for Chicago, they sent Taylor and Marlene, and then mm-hmm. they sent, um, I almost called them Scott Forrester, Luke Kleintang Luke. from FBI International. And they sent Anthony Anderson from regular Law and & Order. And I don't know the other person they sent. Cameron Mannheim. Oh, it was Cameron Manheim. That's right. That's right. I
1: didn't even see that Anthony Anderson was there. I only saw that Cameron was there.
0: Pretty sure Anthony was there. Unless I'm just like making that up. I hope I'm not. But I mean, all you really need to know about that is that Taylor and Marlene took fabulous pictures together and looked
1: absolutely flawless. Amazing. Yeah. I just, every time I like think of them or like think of the two of them together, I think of that one, I think it was that TV guide video from the last one, Chicago day, like in person Uh where it's like the superlative game or whatever. And Marlene's like calls Taylor uh, a candy bar or something (laughs) i I, like i think of that every time and i was thinking about that when i saw those pictures i was like lol
0: she's not wrong i mean she's not wrong she's not wrong no but i want to go to that festival one day if only just to look like flawless in the way they do every time they go
1: yeah it sounds amazing i know
0: isn't that where patty wore that like all white suit that we were just like dying over a couple years ago
1: i don't know i don't remember
0: i mean my memory holds on to weird things but
1: whatever. Was I even around then? I
0: don't know. That may have been like early, early. I mean, it was a long time ago. I think it was right after season two because then I
1: was not around.
0: It was like peak Bersik mania. And they were talking about like Patty and Marina did a whole interview, but like they were talking about when, um, Bird just got shot. And it was really cute because like they were total puppy dogs about it. Marina was like, Yeah, well, you know, when Kim got shot, like that was fun for me. And Patty goes, Wasn't fun for me. <laughs> like precious little bitty babies.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that must have been pre me being in the fandom because I don't remember that at yeah. all. Yeah. Good at times. All.
0: Good times. Those were good times. So all right. Uh that's all we've got for news. If you even count that as news, but you know, you guys know the drill. If you see anything please send it to us we greatly appreciate that especially in the summer not gonna lie our uh, our one Chicago brains are not as like fine-tuned during the summer Uh, we shift our brains to other things but yeah you guys are big help when it comes to that uh we do have one patron shout out we've got a new patron like hot off the press when we're recording this on Thursday we may say this name wrong and if we do we are so sorry but Devonay Richards welcome to the fam Thank you so much for uh, supporting us. If we said your name wrong, please let us know the correct way to pronounce it. But yes, welcome aboard. Yes,
1: welcome to the fam.
0: Yes, make sure you join the Facebook group. It's like the best part. So Mm -hmm. if you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, please check the link in our socials. You can see the link to our Patreon page where you can check out all the perks and choose the tier that is right for you got the discount to the merch store we've got the facebook group we've got i'm blanking on everything else um a lot of cool stuff is basically what you need to know there's bonus episodes a lot of fun stuff um i'm telling you the best part though is this community that we've built on facebook yes a lot of fun we have a good time we have a good time for sure so all righty um should we move into the episode let's do it all right let's do it so This one, once again, episode 206 of Chicago PD. It's called Prison Ball. Prison Ball. This one had a little bit of everything. Yeah. There was comedy. There was drama. There was a lot of police brutality.
1: Yeah. Lots of personal.
0: Lots of personal. Oh, my goodness. A little bit of everything. It's great. I do miss the balance of the early seasons, how it always did give you a little bit of everything
1: yeah i mean i really i still think season three is probably my favorite season of pd like ever mm-hmm. um but i really enjoy season two too
0: yeah I, i'll agree with you on season three yeah. i think season
1: three is my favorite ever it
0: ended with justin right mm-hmm oh rip force not for justin that was a good season
1: oh yeah yeah really good season
0: started off with jay getting kidnapped linstead linstead and the fucking couch mm-hmm yeah three was good two is really good too though two yeah I mean, yeah
1: two's really good three but I th- I think three is my favorite but like two's really good too yeah yeah
0: I'll agree with that okay so I just talked a bunch so Brian, shut me up and will you get us started
1: yeah so basically the episode kicks off with some Burgewater friendship Burgewater is at Kevin's house they're playing video games with a little baby Vanessa I mean adorable
0: she's such a baby
1: like a literal baby
0: that means she's about like 18 now which is just insane
1: yeah if they if kevin says she's around maya's which we'll get to in a second around maya's age which is 10 so yeah crazy so crazy crazy um anyway so they're hanging out and Kevin all of a sudden gets a call, and Vanessa starts asking Kim, like, all these questions about, like, why they don't work together anymore, and, like, why she's not an intelligence, and it's, like, kind of a little awkward, because we all know what happened, but Kim handles it, you know, whatever, she's like, you know, because he deserves to be an intelligent, you know, she just says all the right things. But also um, sexism. Yeah. Just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but so Kevin has to leave and go work a case, but so Kim, of course, stays with Vanessa, helps her with her homework, you know, cute moments. So cute. I love how close they are. Like, I feel like we know it now, obviously getting ready to head into season 10, but it's just kind of crazy to see like how close they were in the beginning too.
0: I wonder if Burgess like <coughs> stays in touch with them at all. If Burgess stays in touch with Vanessa and Jordan. Probably.
1: Vanessa, maybe. Yeah. Jordan
0: who knows what Jordan's, well, Jordan's like
1: was around mm-hmm. I mean we've seen Jordan more recently than we did Vanessa mm-hmm. so like
0: yeah COVID might have saved Jordan's life actually because we still we still don't know who that death was supposed to be at the end of that season yeah Yeah. Jordan
1: yeah he probably COVID did probably save Jordan's life I forgot about that yeah yeah oh man Ugh. I don't even want to think about that <laughs> So then we cut to the crime scene. So basically what happened is a young girl named Maya, she's around 10 years old. She was shot because basically she was witness to a theft case and was like going to testify later that week. Um, and so at this point, the commander's like, basically like clear off your plate. Like this is the only thing that matters. And Kevin, all of a sudden, is like the one that ends up comforting the grieving mom. And just like my heart, every time Kevin just like has one of those moments, I just,
0: oh, Baby Kevin is just the best. Cause it's like, like everything he does is so pure and like mm-hmm. well-intentioned. And I mean, everything
1: he does now is that too, but it's also cut with like, you know, critical thinking. Well, it's thinking. also around like, he, I mean, he's been hardened at this point. Like yes. in season nine, Kevin, I mean, like you said, I still think has the same heart and is still well-intentioned, but has also been hardened by the fact that he's been intelligent for eight years now. Yeah. You know, Five, at this point years. he's, yeah, I know. It's still not a detective, but I digress. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just think at this point, he's so fresh eyed and, you know, he, he, like you said, he's just all pure heart and all well-intentioned. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he has such a baby face, it just adds to the, it just adds to it. Yeah. Um, so of course we're back at the district now and intelligence starts going over what they know. So basically- James Grant is a senior basketball player at a local high school. He's basically like destined for the NBA at some point. And he was picked up by a robbery burglary, like by robbery burglary a couple months back um, for robbing the convenience store, I think is what it was. Yeah. And Maya is the only one who was willing to go on the record. So basically like, she is the one that was like standing in his way of becoming pro. And so Of course, they find out, though, that, of course, he wasn't the one who actually pulled the trigger because he was playing at a tournament at the time. So, like, he himself didn't kill her. But then they start to figure out that he's got this Uncle Tucker. um, And given his background, the fact that he's in jail currently, I mean, just given what they know, they're like, okay, well, he probably is the one who ordered the hit on Maya from inside. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. So void and al try to go to the jail to talk to tucker but apparently he is already helping atf with a case so because he's helping atf with a case they atf is like you can't talk to him and void's like what the fuck and he's like yeah yeah i know yeah that got me curious
0: do these pissing matches between different areas of law enforcement happen often where they're like you can't touch my guy like i don't give a shit that he killed a 10 year old girl
1: I don't know, but I guess my thing is, oh, I guess it's, I, I remember, I was going to say, I don't know why they can't talk to him, but he says it's because if he gets him mad, then he won't want to open up to ATF about what he knows. So. Yeah. Cause they're trying to get him on like a, a weapons charges or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're afraid that if he talks to Voight and Voight makes him mad, then it'll close him off. I gotcha. But still, I don't know. I guess, I guess there's like all those pissy matches in real life, but like, I hope not. <laughs>
0: I mean, we could talk about how broken the criminal justice system is from now until like the end of the year, but I would think that you would want to get him on murder over the gun charge because that's going to carry the heavier penalty.
1: Well, they weren't trying to get him on the gun charge. They were trying to drop his sentence from what it is now it, by giving up information on the guns oh yeah he was kind of a ci to atf yeah yeah, yeah 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 they weren't trying to pin him for something else they were trying to like reduce whatever sentence he is on now for helping out with atf right right but still you would think that like murder i mean i don't know i'm just saying murder of a 10 year old girl helping out with your guns case i don't know i mm-hmm. mean yeah um, so back at the district, um, Kevin is in Boyd's office and he is pissed and upset. And we're just I'm Just
0: saying I'm from the neighborhood. You're always saying this is our city. Well, those are my streets. And I don't mean to take this case personally, but that little girl was my sister's age. And that could have been her out there on the pavement. You see the look in my eyes? Ain't this what you brought me upstairs for?
1: Let me do this. No
0: one can know, you understand? Yeah. I, this, this scene watching this back now, eight years later, it makes me smile because again, this is baby Kevin. This is just pure baby. Kevin is just an overeager puppy. Like he is pure energy. He's just like, let me go. Let me do this.
1: Yeah. I love it. I honestly kind of forgot about this moment. And so when I was rewatching it and when he says, he's like, look me in the eyes. He's like, isn't this what you brought me upstairs for? Like, I honestly kind of got chilled a little bit. I was like, oh man, I was like, Kevin. Yeah. I love this moment. I really, I really, I really, really love this moment. Yeah. But also
0: contrast that with the moments where certain people in intelligence have been like, like, Sarge, let me do this. And he's been like, no, like why Kevin? This always goes back to the, like the, the, the dynamic between Void and all the different members of intelligence is always so fascinating because he's different towards each person. It's always just kind of interesting to Yes, of.
1: because, like, even though it's personal, it's not, like, it's not technically personal, right? Like, mm-hmm. Kevin thinks it's personal because it's obviously happened, something happened in his neighborhood, and, like, the girl kind of reminds him of Vanessa. But there's nothing actually personal about this case yeah. to Kevin versus, like, when Jay's done it, and it's it's a lot of times Jay when boy tells him, like, no, you can't do it. Like, you think about it, and nine times out of ten, it's something, like, actually personal and, like he really should not be involved in the case.
0: It makes me think of this, the, co- the case with the swim coach. It's like one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. The dead kid, in a notebook and a bunch of maybes. And he's like, let me do this. Like I was this kid and he's like, I want to do this. And boy was like, maybe a little too much, but like, I don't know. I guess it's all, it's all in, you know,
1: reading or knowing how to read your people. Yeah. Um, so just like that, we see Kevin and Adam going undercover at the jail and honestly, kept seeing Kevin and Adam get off the bus in the cuffs, like, not a look I like. Like, I was like, no, 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 we do not want to go. No, 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 no. Well,
0: and there, there's also that moment when they get into the jail and Kevin says to Adam, he's like, I've spent my whole life trying to avoid this place.
1: Yeah, yeah, because Adam says something about like, oh, yeah. He's like, this is a reminder, you know, whatever. And Kevin's like, I don't need this to be the reminder. He's like, I've got a dad and uncle or whatever. It's like yeah. all in jail or all having done time. He's like, that is my reminder. He's like, I've, you know, and then he says, he's like, I've been spent my whole life trying to avoid this place. That had to be really scary for Kevin. Yeah. But it also, I think says so much about who Kevin is, both as a person and a cop that I mean, granted it's, it is his job, but like still that he would still willingly want to, I mean, this was basically his idea. And like the fact that he would be willingly wanting to go into jail to get justice served when he knows what jail holds. And I mean, his uncle's done it. His dad was there, you know, I mean, I think it says a lot about who Kevin is, both as a person and a cop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I still think eight years later, he would do the same thing if the same circumstances oh. arose. Yeah, he would yeah. think he would do it.
1: Honestly, I would pay good money to watch like an updated version of this
0: yeah the reboot yeah
1: I actually I would yeah watch that yeah yeah I would pay good money to watch an updated version of this 10 years or eight years later
0: do you also notice how when when Kevin says that to Adam how he's like you know I got my like my dad my uncle my two cousins and everything like he even says something to Adam that indicates he kind of knows how to conduct himself inside the prison he's like don't stare
1: like yeah yeah I mean, he know. I mean, he knows because everyone around him has either been in jail or, you know, is still yeah. in jail. Or, I mean, he knows because that's how he learned how and what not to do. Yeah. I mean, he just in life in general, he was like, okay, look, this is what got them in jail. I'm going to do the opposite. There was probably a part of Kevin
0: in this episode that was a little, like, jarred by what was going
1: on. There's probably a part of him that was really shaken that he probably had to suppress just to get the job done. I was going to say, do we still know is Kevin's dad still like alive and in jail or is he dead?
0: As far as we know, I think he's still in jail. He's still alive. He's still in jail. Wouldn't that be an interesting episode? Um, that would be amazing. That's just a little like trick they've got in their back pocket for whatever season they want. We're like, oh, hey, Kevin, your dad's getting out.
1: I just, it, I just thought about it. I was like, wait, is Kevin's dad alive or, and still in jail or just dead? And That's, I couldn't remember. No, as far as we know, he's still alive and in jail. It's Kevin's mom who's dead. Right. Which is why he has Vanessa and Jordan.
0: Good Lord. That would be such an amazing like storyline. Where like, cause you know, Jordan was involved in some sketchy stuff that the COVID mm-hmm. season, like what if it's tied back to his dad? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, you've got so much good material to work
1: with there. Yeah, there'd be a lot, a lot, a lot. much good stuff. Well, and the fact that obviously Kevin's a cop. I mean, because like I think about it when um, Casey's mom was getting out of jail. It's a little different situation. I mean, it is and it isn't. But like Casey's a firefighter. He's not a cop. I mean, he wasn't a cop. Yes, he's in, you know, serves the city. But like it's a little different when he, you know, Kevin being a cop like I just I think that would be so fascinating so fast oh my god and what would like okay well we don't know how long his dad's been in jail
0: but also like what if it's so long that he doesn't know that his son is a cop
1: right that's what I'm saying that's the impression I got I impression the impression I get is that his dad was like you know Kevin was maybe like 10 11 I mean like I don't think he was like 18 I don't think Kevin was like a full-ass adult which means there's a chance that Vanessa probably doesn't even know her father. Probably not. Just, just saying there's a lot to work with there. Assuming they have the same parent, too. I mean, we don't know that, you know, because there's a big age gap. They could, Jordan and Vanessa could not have the same parents that Kevin has. But I don't think we know that.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Which means that if that's the case, Jordan, or not Jordan, um, Kevin's mom probably died like right before the show started, if that's the case. right. All
1: things we want to know. All things. All things. All things. Just give me a good Kevin backstory episode. That's all I want. Um, yes, please.
0: Also, if you guys have any Kevin headcanons or Kevin theories, please, please If there's any good Kevin
1: fan fiction out there, send it our way. Yes.
0: There's any like good
1: fanfiction, period. Whenever we see Kevin in fan fiction, it's like obviously is the side character to like burzik or Upstead. But, like, if there's, like, any good Kevin-centric fan fiction out there, send it our way. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. Anyway, back <laughs> to the actual, like, episode, not in headcanon land. Um, but so over with Patrol, because we've also got this, like, understory going of Platt, well, really, Burgess and Roman and these police explorers. So basically. I totally
0: forgot that was this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did, too. Um, so basically, Platt informs Burgess and Roman that their police explorer candidates are waiting for them. And they're like, wait, what? Like, of course, because of course, Platt didn't tell them they were getting police explorer candidates. Of course, he didn't. And Roman is super excited because he was once a police explorer. And Burgess is just like, eh, like, okay, whatever. He's such a little Boy Scout about it. It's insane. Yeah. So, and these kids, they are not excited about being there either. Like, not excited. Um, but then we go upstairs and Voight tells the new commander that they're, you know, they're doing everything on the out. They can do like on the outside of jail to find the shooter and try to link him back to Tucker while Kevin and Adam and Antonio, which we learned in two seconds are all, you know, inside the jail trying to work stuff. Mm-hmm. So Aaron then pulls Jay aside separately and asks him like what he knows about caught uh being like a stand-up guy and like what he thinks of him he's like i don't you know i don't really know um he's like the better person to ask would be al and she tells him that cot wants her for the task force he's putting together and i honestly forgot that that was going on at the same time i knew that was season two but i just i didn't really put it together that it would be starting in this episode
0: yeah yeah for sure um also don't forget this bit of me to some all trivia is that steve cot's portrayer chris agos he was our very first
1: interview on the pod hmm very first yep. interview way way back when and way then he and was then, in like one episode after that and <laughs> we have and then it was again. over yeah. yeah
0: yeah he was the very first one such a nice guy so nice of him to come on uh yeah that was and then uh when when Jay mentioned the whole thing he's like no he went back to work the day after his kid was killed I was like oh yeah that's right his that kid was the got whole killed thing. yeah yeah
1: yeah I just I enjoyed I- that
0: reference though I was like oh Steve Gott I remember him
1: yeah, I just, I forgot, like I said, I forgot about the task force being like kind of happening around this time. I just, crazy. Yeah. So Antonio, like I said earlier, Antonio is also at the jail undercover, but now, but he's an employee. So he is like a prison guard while Adam and Kevin are inmates.
0: And remember that only the warden is, the warden's the only one who knows that there are undercover cops yes. in the facility. Nobody else knows.
1: Yes. Well, yes. As yes. A, at the beginning yeah 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 so he puts a mic in a pair of underwear that like he hands to kevin so that's how kevin ends up getting wired Is because of antonio so um they spot tucker and he's clearly got some sort of entourage protecting him in prison um but and they're like trying to figure out their plan of attack because they think they're going to be there you know a while they think you know at least a week maybe a couple weeks like they think they're going to be there for a while so then we go back to the district and Aaron interviews Maya's mom and she's hesitant to give up any other, you know, potential witnesses or information because, you know, she's like, I don't believe me. she's literally says she's like, I don't believe a word out of your mouth, which like I get she feels burnt by the system because they're the ones who said Maya would be fine. Maya would be fine by coming forward. And she wasn't. I I mean, they probably didn't even, I I was going to ask the question if they offered her any protection or anything, but they probably didn't because she wouldn't have gotten killed. Oh, and she's 10. I don't, I don't think that like, she was probably high priority on their list of people they would offer protection to, unfortunately. For, for, for holding up like a convenience store. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, it's not a big deal to CPD, but it's a big deal in that community. Yeah. So they she run my so Aaron Maya's mom leaves and as she's gonna leave though she runs into Grant on her way out because Grant's coming in for his interview and just this scene I mean my heart I mean the way like Maya's mom breaks down and starts going after Grant I mean my heart I just that was hard to watch
0: Maya's mom I mean the scenes she was in they were heart-wrenching
1: yeah yeah um, so they interview grant with his lawyer, but of course, like he denies everything. He's just like, you know, it's a rough neighborhood. I'm just trying to get out. And it's like, fuck you. Like we know you, I mean, I didn't have a problem with that. What I had a problem with is when
0: Voight, like they got up to get out and Voight just like shoved him back in the seat. That was some cringy shit in 2022 to watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I mean, yeah. But so basically the lawyer leaves and Voight talks to him alone and Voight, this is when it happens. He like basically pushes him back and he's like, you know, I don't care who you are. As long as I'm concerned, it was your finger on the trigger that killed Maya and you're going to answer for it. But he yeah,
0: flicked him on the head like, oh, old school. Yeah, Voight. Mm, not well, and really just
1: like old school PD in general. I mean, from that angle does not hold up at all. It, it's it's really cringy to see now. Yeah, it's really hard to watch, and well, it and really fact... go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: Well, no, I was just gonna say, and the, and the fact that like void is so cavalier about it, how he just shoves his kid back into his seat. The lawyers like, are you fucking kidding me? And he just looks at him and like, get him out of here. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like that's the kind of shit as an attorney that you're protecting your client against, and so you're just gonna like shove him out of the room like it's no big deal. That's no, no.
1: Yeah no, this it was really, it was, it's really hard to watch. And, that's and not, it's really, it's yeah. really crazy to think too, that like, cause obviously now I watch this back, obviously, like you said, with 2022 lenses and I'm like, Ooh, like the police brutality stuff. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. and I'm like, this didn't bother me in 20, 20- I mean, I watched it in 2016. Cause I, cause when I binge it, but I'm like, this didn't bother me in 2016. I'm like, what was wrong with me?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's very unsettling when you watch the old school episodes back and you just remember how like normalized this was Mm
1: -hmm. and, and still is to a certain extent. I think people are less likely to stand for it now, but it's still very prevalent on in media. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. After, after George Floyd happened and everything and all of our eyes were just wide open to the cop shows that are on TV and the content that we consume. I was just like, Oh God, why did I ever consider this normal? What, what is wrong with me that I never thought this was wrong. It was just part of for the course.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, we've talked about it too. I know in the podcast, but it's crazy to think that it took that happening in 2020 For us to have our eyes. I mean, I think our eyes were open to an extent, but like to have our eyes really open. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then I think, so so let me ask you this. Do you you think that in the later seasons, PD has toned down the brutality?
1: To an extent. I mean, it's still there and it's very obvious. It's still there. And it's very obvious that they don't handle everything correctly, but I don't think you're, I don't think in season nine you're less likely to have void stand on someone's chest like that like when that happens in a little while I'm, i was like i was watching and i was like oh yeah i mean again does void still push people around sometimes too much and like do some people take things a little too far yeah that's still always going to be i think just part of pd's dna unfortunately but I think we're less likely to see have them like stand on people's chests. And, you know, we're not having people's faces put on um oven burners. And, you know, like that's not happening. Shit, we will never unsee. I literally will never unsee Voight taking that guy's head and like putting it on the stove burner. Like I just, that is an image that is like seared in my mind. Pun intended. No. (laughs) No, that just happened. Um, yeah. but yeah. So we're back in the prison now, and Kevin is trying to talk to Tucker inside, but of course he, Tucker's little entourage stops him, and then all of a sudden, Tucker gets taken away for a doctor's visit. And really, that's just a cover-up for his deal with the feds. And basically, like if everything goes according to plan, like Tucker is going to be leaving the prison soon to go to his safer, less risky prison wherever he's going. So yeah so basically pd intelligence has now found out on the outside that like there was a hit and run that happened right a couple blocks away from where maya was killed like literally almost like minutes after it happened so they're like okay we should probably go investigate this so Linstead goes to the girls whose car it was that was involved and as they're ringing the doorbell Linstead has just this like back and forth banter that banter that they were so good at That was like, oh, I was just sitting there and I was like, man, this is good shit. Yeah, their banter is pretty
0: underrated. Like in general, this was so great when Jay's just like, he's like, you're not going to take the job, are you? And she's like, no, that's exactly why I asked your advice and wanted your opinion on it like hilarious and then the way she like she like crossed back and got him again when he was like he's like think of how disappointed you'll be not seeing my smiling face every day and she's like great i just made the decision and jay's just like great wait what
1: <laughs> it's so good it's so good
0: yeah yeah and i i think at that point too i mean since it's been eight years i mean jay was definitely a love struck little puppy at that point oh but yeah yeah
1: it's so good though so good so good um so basically the girl tells him though that like her car was towed so what obviously like wasn't her that was the hit and run her car just was used so we're back at the district now and roman and burgess run into al in the hallway and so they introduce police explorers to al and roman makes this comment he's like yeah he's up in intelligence it's a lot different than being in uniform and al takes like a lot of offense to that and so roman's like yeah it's two different worlds two different ways of treating people and i mean he's just he's mad and roman mentions this guy that he was like partnered back up partnered with um a few years ago who ended up like bleeding out on a call so al could go after the shooter and that's all we know at that point point. and i mean al's just kind of like okay whatever and but roman is like very offended and like al's like kind of slightly offended um but yeah I mean, Roman doesn't have to trash intelligence the way he does. I think there was a definitely, I mean, I understand to an extent why Roman is upset. And I feel like this is the first and only time we're going to slightly defend Roman on the podcast. I can understand why Roman may be uh, upset about what happened. Obviously someone theoretically could have saved your partner and like, they didn't help him. Like I, I, I could get that to an extent, but like, this is not the way to handle talking about it if that's what you want to do, right in front of all the kids and everything. Yeah. Well, not even that, but like, if, if even if there wasn't kids involved, or even if there is kids involved, like I feel like you could have had a more civil conversation than just being like, "Oh yeah," like, mm, you know, that kind see, of tone.
0: See, and and this is this is proof that I watch too many cop shows. It didn't really phase me when he was like, "Oh, you left my partner bleeding out so you could go chase after the shooter." <laughs> Okay, well, on my Canadian cop show, which I totally intended to show Brian an episode of, and then I tested positive. Uh, there's, there's very clearly like what's called the priority of life code, where you basically save like you save officers last, is basically what it is. And there's a whole shippy angsty episode about it, and uh, just one of my favorite top ten OTPs for sure. Um, that's beside the point, but it didn't
1: really face me because I was like, yeah, duh, priority of life, like. You may watch yeah. the TV cop shows when. But I mean, I, it's not even that. Like I said, I, that's not my personal feelings. But like, if that is Roman's personal feelings, I understand. And I think that is a valid thing to be feeling. Yeah. That, like this, your partner, your friend was basically left to bleed out. Although he didn't die, as we learn a little bit later on. Yeah. But like, was basically left good as dead almost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this guy who was right there and you couldn't help, but like this guy was right there and he just left. Like, I get it. Like, I get why Roman is feeling that way. I just think he handled the conversation, obviously, all wrong.
0: Roman handled something
1: wrong? What? Never. 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 This is brand new information. I mean. Uh, Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. So then Roman is, like, in the... Interrogation room with the two way mirror, and he thinks he's showing the kids the two way mirror and how it works. And like Burgess comes in and gives him like a little lecture on what just went down or whatever. And then all of a sudden she walks over to the other side of the mirror and she realizes the boys are gone because, of course, they are. <laughs> of course, they are. Um, Gina, do you want to take over? Yeah, sure. So, so then. Back
0: in the bullpen, Antonio tells Adam, well, no, back at the jail. Sorry. Antonio tells Adam that he talked to Voight and he's like, listen, Tucker's deal is a lot further along. Like we, he's, he got moved into protective custody. We got to figure something else out. Adam does not even miss a beat. He's like, I know what to do. This is what I love about Adam is that they do such a good job of highlighting in the first couple seasons that he is just such a natural at being a cop and being undercover. He's just a natural.
1: Because he's like the way I think of him in these early seasons as like, he's like a lump of clay that hasn't been formed yet. Like he's got all the raw talent, but it is not polished at all. I mean, like, I, I think it's, I understand what his point was to come up with this plan, but like not necessarily, I think the way they would have taught him how to do that.
0: I think there are some times where being just like pure, raw, unrefined talent is helpful. And I think this was one of those moments for sure. So yeah. He was just like, Adam just didn't even think he was like, there's two ways to get in protective custody. And he just grabbed a tray and whooped Kevin right up the side of the head. Poor Kev.
1: Yeah. I was like
0: the first time, like, wasn't there an episode where Adam punched Kev undercover? Like another one that wasn't this.
1: You mean like in more recent
0: seasons? in later seasons for sure. What's the season after Antonio goes to justice
1: and then he comes back? Season five is when he's gone in four, he comes back in five.
0: I think it might've been five, but there's an episode where one of them's undercover and the other one is there to just kind of like monitor the situation and things escalate. And one of them ends up punching the other. I think Adam ends up punching Kev and he's like, sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. And I think that's the episode when Antonio comes back.
1: I'd have to go back. I honestly haven't watched a lot of season five in a long time. I hear five and I think it's,
0: I, I just immediately associate it with being the season Al dies. And it's just like, I can't, can't. Yeah. Oh God. And like, and it's post Linstead. So Jay's all heartbroken and he shoots a little girl at the first episode.
1: Oh hell. Yeah. Five's a- you get Camilla in oh. season five, <laughs> and you get, um adam and working with denny that's all season five okay but adam and denny was like a high point because that that scene
0: where he's like screw you that's a high good point stuff. well yeah but that scene where he's like no you know what i made my decision screw you and he just like says it nice i think and big. let's put
1: it this way it's a high point for patty's acting it's a low point in the show i think that's fair that's fair. It's a high point for patty's acting it's a low point in terms of storyline
0: the, the aviators, though, and then like he's talking to Denny, and Denny's like, "You take off those glasses when you're talking to me." And he does like the dramatic, like, the, "Oh, yeah." High point for Patty, low point for <laughs> for Adam. For Adam, yeah, for Adam, and the yeah. rest of intelligence really, because that's also the season where uh, Haley is working with that that guy she used to work with, and he like framed his own suicide or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, five five hurts. Five hurts. Five was a just a little season. bit, just a little bit, yeah. Lot we can talk about five. We just can't talk about six. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So Adam just beats Kevin up <laughs> beside the head with a tray. And Kevin turns around with this, like, what the fuck face of, like, did you actually just do that? And yeah. Adam just kind of has to give him this nod of, like, go with it. Let's go. And so those two fight it out. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. And so it gets Kevin placed in protective custody. So really like, thank you, Adam, for beating me upside the head with a tray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back at the bullpen, Roman goes to Platt and is like, yep, the kids ran away. The kids ran away. This scene cracks me up. Okay. Cause she's yeah. like, she's like, dude, like they were kids at risk. And Burgess is like, they're,
1: they're juvies. She's like the fuck what huh
0: yeah and I love this exchange because Roman goes Roman's like why didn't you lead with that and she's like it's the same reason I don't tell people this is Roman he's a pain in my ass
1: (laughs) it's so good the early days of Trudy Platt were oh she just she existed solely to make the patrolman's life hell she just fired on all cylinders I mean and it was just perfection
0: I'm just gonna put like more Trudy Platt on my wish
1: list while I'm thinking about it well and I feel like season nine gave us more Trudy Platt it's just not the same sarcastic Trudy Platt that we loved in the beginning I will take Trudy in any form yeah
0: there we go okay I need to label that okay um more Trudy Platt I'm jotting them down as they come to me this year. I have to, otherwise I'm not gonna remember them. Yeah. Yes, that is good. Uh, Yeah, just the early day, like just the early season, like zingers and the one-liners from her were always the best. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, iconic.
0: truer, Truer words were never spoken when she's like, the same reason I don't tell people you're a pain in my ass. Like, yeah, truer words were never spoken. Just art, art, yeah so then commander fisher comes out and he's like you want to tell me why three kids were spotted taking my home car like my my take-home car for a ride and plot's like it's okay we've got two of our finest patrolmen on it (laughs)
1: so So funny so good
0: so void and al they go visit the towing site to ask more information about this car and the guy is like he—he's like, dude, like I don't know how that car got out. This is a towing yard, like it's not a car rental. I have no idea. I'm gonna go get the manager. He goes to get the manager. I say that on air quotes. And really, he's running. So like, Voight and Al are having this like side conversation, and Al's just like,
1: "Oh man, oh my god, yeah." He's like, yeah. "Motherfucker, really?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh they they turn around and he's running. So void an owl. Of all the members of intelligence, you have the oldest guys go run after this man. Um yeah. and then we get to a little bit more police brutality because they literally just like shove a car on this guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like leave it there. And leave it there.
0: Yeah. That's not cool. Probably broke a few ribs on the guy.
1: If not your legs.
0: If not your legs, if not some internal damage. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. bad look, not a good look. Yeah, so they put him down, and he's like, I don't know anything about the murder. Like, I might have rented the car out to a guy trying to impress a date, but like, that's it. And instead of being like, Hey, thanks for the info, they like press on the car so that it presses on him more.
1: Yeah, it's bad. It's It's so bad. It's bad. It's It's bad. bad
0: there's a line there's like shocking tv and like twists and everything and then there's just like completely fucked up police brutality and like i wish we had known it was the latter in
1: 2014
0: yeah oh yeah they get the name out of him because they're literally like suffocating the man to death by like pushing a car on his body Mm -hmm. it's bad it's bad real bad So Antonio takes Kev to productive custody and he's like, listen, you have hours, you don't have days. Like you need to get this done. And so Kevin just goes, he follows Tucker up to his cell and Kevin tries to start a conversation about Grant, but Tucker's like, no, we're good. Like it's cool. Like goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) One of his guys comes up at one point with like a screwdriver and he's like, is there a problem? Like, where did you get a screwdriver from?
1: Yeah, there's so many times, well, especially coming up in a second, where it's like, where did you get that from? Like, who stuck that into you? Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. So, yeah, Tucker doesn't budge, but now at least he's, like, seen Kevin's face. So then, back with the police explorers. Burgess and Roman show up to this clothing store, and the three kids just made such a mess, and they go to pick them up. And Roman is such a boy scout in this team. He's like, you're not police explorers. Like honor, courage, and service. And you're not upending, like, upholding that. And Burgess is like, this is so weird. He's like, what the fuck? What is happening right now? And the kids are a little, brat, like, they're total little shitheads about it. They're like, we were just having fun. And Roman's like, you, what? Did like, you really though? Were you really? You like destroyed property. You committed a bunch of misdemeanors. Like you were just having fun. Okay yeah that's not how this works yeah so back at the prison Adam is still in like general population he's like these two guys come up and they sit down they're like how did you know that guy was a cop and Adam like Adam in his head he's just like motherfucker but like on the outside he's just like no there's no way like I he's not a cop there's no fucking way so he tries to play it off and in perfect timing the prison guards come up and they're like hey you're going to solitary because the disciplinary ruled on like you starting that fight earlier and so adam's like shit I'm like that's not ideal so in the bullpen aaron comes up and she's like okay the shooter's name was omar Martel. like this is the guy he was driving the car this is our shooter this is our shooter there was like a little moment where she like hits the board she's like this is our guy and like it was like really satisfying i don't know why but uh, i've been catching up on drama queens the past few days so like sophia's is oh, very yeah like, I'm all caught up it's so good yeah. yeah i'm i'm behind i just finished um i just finished the episode with michael Truco today on uncle cooper
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep 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 that was enjoyable Enjoyable. he said that uh uncle cooper is still, like the number one role he gets recognized for
1: hmm yeah I heard
0: that when he was at ETX that year for Battlestar like I didn't give a shit about Battlestar I was just like how oh, about Cooper so yeah mm-hmm. beside the point yeah so um Martel of course we find this connection he was locked up with Tucker and Grant the basketball player his cell phone pinged near Martel's house two days before Maya was killed so obviously walk.
1: the guy yeah
0: obviously. So they roll up on Martel's house, but he denies that they have anything placed on him. Can we also please just talk about this moment when the girl comes out in her underwear and like Jay just has to like casually pin her to the wall?
1: Yeah. Can we also talk about the fact that I don't know, for whatever reason, like the old school looks were because they Jay was wearing some kind of like brown. It's not Adam's brown pants, but like definitely not like blue jeans like he wears every day now mm-hmm. but it's just so funny and something about the brown pants and the thigh holster I don't know it works but like but Jay's thigh
0: holster is like that is a thing ship Jay and his thigh shoulder or
1: shoulder holster, holster. I, words
0: yeah that's, that's I don't know
1: something about the Thigh holster on the brown pants. I don't know. It worked for me. I'm just oh, saying yeah. it does. It works. But the, the thigh holster always does it for me. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, it was just funny seeing it on like Jay in brown pants. I was like, that's Adam's thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that like that that moment where like they're
0: like reaching the house and then like the girl comes out in her underwear. I'm just like, okay, why did we why did she have to be in her underwear? That's always the number one question with PD. Why did she have to be in her underwear? Mm-hmm. but also i wouldn't have hated to be the girl who jay shoved up against the wall <clears throat> i said that out loud oops but also not oops i don't oops, know but not oops jessie doesn't listen to her podcast whatever i said what i said I'm gonna be the kermit sipping tea meme right now I'll just sip my beer yeah so they find martel He's got a knife, and Jay is just like, A knife, that's easy. And just like disarms him, no problem, whatever. So, back in the jail, Adam gets placed in punishment, and he's like, I just need like one phone call. And the guy's just like, No, like, what are you doing? And so then he's like, No, like, Herrera, I've got to see Herrera. And the guard is just like, The fuck did you just say? Because Herrera is Antonio's code name, basically. Yeah. So Antonio goes to see Kevin and tells him the name of the shooter. He's like, okay, Omar Martel, this is your dude. Like, this is your in. Go, do the thing. And as Antonio's leaving, the main guard, like, pins him up against the wall. He's like, you're a dirty guard. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of my prison. And Antonio's like, no, 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 not a dirty guard. CPD. CPD. Gotta help me out. Just gotta help me out. So Kev goes back to Tucker's cell and brings up Omar. And Tucker comes clean, straight up. He's just like... Omar is getting 10% of this kid's like NBA salary and Grant wanted to just do it himself. But Tucker was like, no, you can't do that. Like, there's no way. And so these guys come into the cell and they're like, do not talk to him. He's a cop. So Tucker pulls a knife and fights Kevin. And like, thank God Kevin can like hold his own because like any other time, like I just anybody else would be completely screwed in that moment. Cause like you're stuck mm-hmm. in the cell. The other guys on the other side, they know you're a cop. Like you're just fucked. Kevin like does his thing. He hulks out, he gets it done. And Antonio comes like running up the stairs while Kevin is like beating Tucker's ass. Cause he, he disarms him and everything. And then he's just punching on him. The best, one of my favorite Kevin lines of all time. Like, I think this is better than like the Peterson call an ambulance line. This is like one of my favorites, but Antonio gets him off Tucker and Kev goes, hell yeah, I'm a cocky punk ass bitch. And I got you on the wire for murder.
1: Oh. I honestly had forgotten about this line until I said, and then I was like, oh yeah. I was like, this is such a great I've loved this moment so much.
0: I remember watching this when it came out and me being like, yeah,
1: Kevin, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Mwah. chef's kiss. And I got you on wire for a murder. Just I like, know. and my drop.
0: Can we all just agree to protect Kevin Atwater at all costs always just do it forever and always forever and always protect that man at all costs Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I love him just Kevin Mm, so good so then Burgess and Roman bring the kids back to the district and Platt is like all right like you're going to get this once and only once I messed up. I'm sorry. She's like, sometimes it happens to me too. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to throw the book at these kids. Like, don't worry. They're getting charged with like all these different things. And Roman's like, okay, just give me a minute. Like I'll handle it. Roman lets them go. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we took an L train for a joyride once when I was younger. And I thought about this and I was like, okay, so Roman's telling this story. And I'm like, did he just like hop on the L train and just ride it around? Or did he like actually like hijack an L train? Mm, because like I feel like the latter is a serious thing
1: I I guess interesting
0: huh that's like a heavy duty felony to like hijack a train
1: yeah interesting I don't know I don't yeah. know
0: I got questions I got questions yeah so Roman talks to the kids and explains he's like this is why police explorers changed my life if you want to join it here's my number here's my card." and one kid turns around and is like when do they meet and he's like saturday at 8 and you know the kids leave and roman's just like super proud but like yeah whatever so we cut over to al and he's taking grant away in cuffs and loading him in the back of the police van and at the uh we go back into the lobby like in the, the lobby of the 21st and kev meets with maya's mom and it's just like we got everybody we got grant we got the uncle we got the shooter everyone and of course she's relieved and crying tears of not joy but like relief of course and and she just gets a full-on Leroy's bear hug which are the best
1: yeah I just again that embrace Kevin something about Kevin embraces I just yeah
0: all I'm saying is if you had a Kevin in your life you wouldn't need a weighted blanket just like
1: yep but actually though
0: but actually though but actually though yeah yep So Al finds Roman in the locker room and he's like, listen, that night there were other cops there and you say you were pinned down, but you were able to help your partner. Like I would do that night the same way I like all over again. And you can bring your partner here and hear me say it to him. And Roman's like, yeah, well, he's back in Milwaukee and he's on this disability and he's probably never going to walk again. And he walks away and Al's just got this look on his face of like, fuck. He's, he's conflicted right because by protocol he did the right thing but also this guy's never going to walk walk again
1: because of a choice he made Yeah, uh,
0: split second it's it's that split second thing that you know
1: i can't remember how did the al roman tension end
0: i think it ended with that we just got the story and never touched on it again
1: I have to go back and watch. I I really need to do like a rewatch of all of these shows cuz some of the are like and when we watch these I'm like, "Oh yeah, but I don't remember what happens after." <laughs> PD dropped a storyline
0: never. Yeah, I know. They still do that to this day. But I forever.
1: mean, they do it way more today than they did back then. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: <coughs> so, we end the episode, Aaron meets up with Cot and well, no, we've got a scene after that, but Aaron meets up with, with Steve Cot at like this, like swanky bar. Like, they're, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really nice. And she's like, listen, straight up. Here's the deal. I do not do politics. I do not do this to get my, like my picture in the paper. So like, what do you want me for? And we get this.
1: Look, I don't play politics
0: and I didn't become a cop to get my picture in the paper. But
1: last night, I knelt over the body of a 10-year-old girl with two bullet holes in her head. So if you're telling me that this task force could help me get ahead of cases like that instead of cleaning up after them. That's exactly the goal. You do well on this task force, Aaron. You can write your own ticket. You can go after any cases you want. Yeah. I just, like said, I forgot about the task force thing. I forgot. I mean, yeah, I just, I forgot about, honestly, I kind of forgot about all of this. Oh, well, I mean, I, I remember the task force because it led into that episode where
0: like said, have their first well, kiss. Yeah,
1: I remember the task force exists. Like I remember she yeah. leaves intelligence to go to the task force. But like, I kind of forgot that Cot was the one that asked her to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgot that it started at this episode. Like, I just forgot a lot of the like smaller details.
0: But also where the hell did Steve Cot go? Justice for Steve Cot, man. He like disappeared. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on justice, which is a crime in and of itself.
1: Yeah. And yeah. then he just vanished. Where the hell did he go? Didn't he go to All Man? Kind? Wasn't he on like the first season of All Man kind? Was he? I haven't watched that show. I I probably need to get. No, I haven't that. watched it either, but I, I think he was. I
0: Our friend Rachel watched that show. Um, uh, I I need to do that once I finish. Um, well, rolling.
1: I know it's. I mean, like very well received. Yeah, but I've not watched it because I don't have Apple TV. So,
0: I'm sure my mom would be willing to share her login with you.
1: Oh, I'm sure she would.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. My fiance just walked in to bring me beer because he's wonderful. Um yeah, so uh for all mankind, yeah. I will I'll probably watch that once I finish. What else did I finish this weekend? I finished hacks and that
1: was fantastic. I still haven't gone back to finish that yet. Um I got distracted by the summer I turned pretty, which is like the best thing I've watched. Uh, probably all year honestly and probably it's so good and then I'm watching umbrella academy right now do I need to have read the book to be able to appreciate that no I don't think you need to have read the book but I think I mean it's one of those things where I think it helps. I mean I think it makes you feel more things I mean that's a book series that came out when I was in high school I mean you know like I read those books when I was 14 15 and so like it just made me feel all the things. And I honestly, I I know it was a big topic in our group chat the other night. <laughs> Personally, I was talking, I think it's one of the best like book adaptations I've ever seen. Like, I think it's so well done.
0: I love when adaptations are so good when it just feels like they literally like
1: handed the director the book and was like, here's your script. I love that. Well, I. And again, big conversation in our group chat the other night. I, the author of the book, Jenny Han, she was in the writer's room. She helped create the show. I mean, like she actually wrote some of the episodes. Like I think personally, I think that has a lot to do with why it's so good and why the changes that were made feel so natural. And like, even some of the things that aren't in the book, you watch it in the show and you're like, oh my God, that makes so much more. Like it just makes, it makes so much sense. Like I just, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I loved it so much. Best thing, like I said, best thing I think I've watched all summer by far.
0: Keep that in mind. We'll keep that in mind. But I
1: don't know. You don't, I don't think you like as lot of maybe like high school-y, young, I, yeah young, I young, like coming of age stuff. I don't feel like that's your jam. It's
0: not my, it's not as much my jam as it is a lot of our other friends. Like you and then our friends, Rachel, Christine, Tamar that's, that's y'all's jam. And it's just, it's harder for me to relate because I'm not a teenager. Now, granted, I mean, neither are our friends, but I don't know. It's harder for me to like find the innocence in those things like heartstopper adorable, but it was hard for me to find the innocence in there just because I'm 16. And I
1: think, I mean, I'm not 16 either, but I think obviously Having read those books and fallen in love with those characters initially for the first time when I was 15. Yeah. Like, I think that helped too. Like, I just, I, it's everything I wanted it to be and more. I thought it was great, Mm -hmm. but I get that it's not for everyone. Although I've seen honestly mostly good stuff about it. Like, honestly, until our group chat the other night, I think that was the first time I've really seen like slightly negative stuff about it. But
0: I mean, I'll definitely try it. I always, I mean, if if our group is watching it, I mean, I know we've got good taste, so I'll definitely check it out at some point. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So once I finish Umbrella Academy, which will be this weekend's project. So yeah, I got to
1: finish that. I got three, two and a half episodes left.
0: Man, you've been so quickly. I started it at
1: lunch yesterday. I got like 20 minutes in and that was it. Well, I was home today because I was waiting for our dryer to be delivered. And and I was doing laundry. I did like a lot of laundry because I got a new dryer finally, so I could do laundry and I was just home. So I was like doing, you know. Binging. Yeah. Like that's what I was doing. So yeah.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> the only drawback to having gone back to work is that, you know, I can't binge. Like I was binging before, but yeah. Oh, only winners in the building is next week. Isn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't know though. Cause last season it was one a week. I think they did like two or three in the beginning, but then uh-huh. like one a week. So I guess that'll be the same pattern they do this year. I would oh. assume.
0: And you know what t- t- tomorrow when, you know, today, when you're listening to this, you know what today is though, right? Yeah. Hero gasm. I'm scared.
1: <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I know. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. But like in the best way, I'm in scared. the best
0: way. That show is so like the boys is just so weird because it is so violent and so messed up, but also I love it.
1: It's really good.
0: It's just in a very comedic
1: way. I don't know. It's really good. Yeah. And then you haven't watched any Miss Marvel yet either.
0: I have not. I have not touched Miss Marvel. Yet. I haven't watched this there's...
1: week's, but it's really good. I'm um, really enjoying it. I'll make this confession that I still haven't finished the last episode of Moon Knight. I didn't go back and finish Moon Knight yet. So it's on my list. I have a list of things I need to like start, finish yeah. this summer, but we'll see what I get to.
0: I also have to message the group and be like, okay, friends, when are we going to see Thor? Yeah.
1: Yeah. This- we're not going to record that Thursday. We're just going to record that Wednesday so I can go see it that Thursday.
0: That's fair. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah. I hope this, this had better not be like the first two Thor movies though. Like this had better be riding on the coattails of Ragnarok and be just as good. Cause like the first two Thor movies were Well, it's Taika Waititi.
1: It is Taika. Yeah, we do love him. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. You need I to watch know. Our Flag Means Death. I know. It's on my list. It's on my list. I have a list right here. <laughs> I know. Liter- no, of like things to do this summer like not even my, my like general list I'm like <laughs> priority list yeah yeah so anyway that was a
0: quick little impromptu tv roundup but it happens okay so we end the episode at Kevin's house and Kevin is just sitting with little tiny Vanessa she's 10 little bitty baby and she's like how'd you get that cut and he's like police work and they're just having this cute little conversation and she's just like do you like it on in intelligence and he's like I love it yeah and he's like you know i'm proud of you right and like they just kind of sit on the couch and cuddle and so cute when she's just like what and he's like i'm just looking at you like you know you mean the world to me right And like oh big brother it's kevin! so good I it's so it. good oh
1: it's so good
0: so good
1: i just feel like i could say that. it's i love this scene so much
0: and that's the episode and then the moral of the story is protect kevin atwater at all costs always always protect that man yeah He's just got such a good heart. The best. The best. Ugh. Yeah. But seriously, like having his dad like enter the picture at some point would be fucking genius.
1: It'd be such good television. Oh my god, it would be so good. Such so, good television. Yeah.
0: So we got some listener thoughts on this one. This this is one of those episodes that really sticks out in everyone's memory. We yeah. have a lot of responses pretty quickly. So Haley G said, this episode is perfection, except for one detail. I've always wanted at least a mention or a small scene of worried Burgess since her best friend is undercover. Nope. And per- Wait, oh. I
1: thought it was boyfriend.
0: But yeah, oh, the both time. best Season friend, two. boyfriend. They're dating at the time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Either this way, both
1: of them, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Best friend or boyfriend, either one. I mean, those are her guys. Like that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Those are her guys. That's like, you know, of course she would be worried. Yeah. um, Since they're both undercover in a prison and for the first time in their relationship. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a good point actually.
1: Yeah. Um, Haley G's actually the one who a long time ago, I want to say this was like years ago is like, who got this episode on the list, like the original list. Haley's the one who recommended this like a long, long time. We haven't gotten to it yet. Finally we got to it, but like She's the one who originally put the recommendation on the list. Yeah. Um, and then Jamie P said, this episode makes me want to see Haley and or Kim going UC at a women's prison.
0: I like the idea, but can it please just be Haley? Can we please just put Kim in a freaking bubble for a little bit?
1: Like well, someone's going to have to go undercover with her.
0: kim has been through so much.
1: No, Haley should be like the Kevin role. And then Kim is just there in like the Adam role as like the sidekick. I just had the mental image of
0: Kim whacking Haley upside the head with a tray. (laughs) And then like Jay and Adam back in like the undercover truck, just being like, our girls are badass.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That would be good though. An undercover Haley Kim women's prison. That would be good. That last undercover episode with those two was so stressful, but so good though.
0: Oh my God. So stressful. Yeah. 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 This is a good early PD episode. The early days, man. So innocent. It's so good. So good. So, so so good. good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Any other notes on this episode?
1: No, just a really, really solid episode. I really enjoy this one. So good. It's a good one. So,
0: all right. So that's about all we've got for today. As always, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It's meet us at Molly's right across the board. Um, Can I just skip to the part where I tell everybody what we're doing next week? Because I'm kind of excited.
1: Are we telling people or are we keeping it a secret? No, let's tell people. Are we telling people? Do you want to keep it secret? Kind of. All right. I think it'll be fun just to be like. Surprise. Yeah.
0: All right. We're doing something cool next week. That's all you get to know. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, meet us at mollies everywhere. Email us anytime about anything. Meet us at mollies at gmail.com. We are always watching other TV shows. There's also just a lot of shit happening in the world. So if you need to talk, our inbox is a safe space. Safe space. Uh, if you like the show, which we really hope you do, please feel free to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. It does help us find new shyhards to add to the family. Uh, yeah. Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV. Brianna?
1: I'm at Brianna K13.
0: We're doing something cool next week. But Brianna said we can't tell you. So blame I her. I just think
1: it'll be a fun surprise. You'll hear from us, but. You won't hear from us here. Yeah. That's all we're The question is say. where. And when. We you don't really know when. exactly when it's coming out either. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. I think it'll be fun.
0: Uh-huh. So. In the meantime, you guys ponder that. Now you're going to stress out all weekend. Sorry, but also not sorry. It'll be worth the wait. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So everybody have a good weekend and we will see you next week, but not here somewhere else. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys.